What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Deep Three Podcast. I'm your host, Donna Smoot. Got the homies Isaac Gutierrez with me. Mojo99 is in the building as well. We're talking about the Southwest Division for our season preview today. We're talking about the Grizzlies, the Rockets, the... Yep. Who else Who else is in, in this division? I'm blanking right now. The Spurs, Pelicans. the Pelicans, of course. Can't forget them. And one more team. Spurs, Spurs Pelicans, Grizzlies, Rockets, and Mavericks. <laughs> Mavericks. Mavericks, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah. How can we forget the team with Luka Doncic on it? Exactly. Yeah. So we listen. We're hitting all the stars. Luka, Ja, Zion is apparently skinny right now. Right? You guys saw him at media day. What to talk so, about? Yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. We're gonna get into that, obviously, and we're gonna uh, you know peel back the curtain a little bit, get into our TikTok bags later in the show. Of course, like always. But let's start off with the New Orleans Pelicans. Hold on, I gotta stop you there before What's we get up? into that. We got to react to some hot takes like always. Oh, facts. Okay, facts. let's go. So, like always, every week, we have you guys comment. Give us your best hot takes. We react to a few of them on the pod every time just to see where you guys are at. So, let's get it started right now. First one, Grass Eater, lovely name, says that Jordan Poole will be better than Klay Thompson next year. I don't, I don't think that's a uh, bad this take. This is a W take. Yeah, W take. Oh, yeah, I forgot to say. I got a list of hot takes for you guys. Let me know if there's W takes or L takes. Gotta get the TikTok hook. Yeah. I think I think this is definitely a, a W take. Like Clay looked washed, and I love Clay. I think every, I think everybody in the NBA had the same feeling: is that we love Clay, and so like we weren't gonna like harp on him, but he was not great <laughs> down the down the stretch. You, you know, yeah, yeah, also, he was two counts of he was two cans of bounce that ass, bro. He shot like sub forty percent from the from the field, and also like he was pretty average from the three point line as well, which is okay, good. But for one of the top shooters that we've ever seen in history, that's not good at all. And I think that he's gonna be worse, and no one can really harp on him for that because he's literally got a train ran through him full of injuries. I'm gonna go L take. I think you guys are being a little too harsh on him. He wasn't as good as old Clay, but he was also coming back from devastating injuries. I think with year two, another another year of rest under his, another year of rhythm under his belt, I think he'll come back and be not as good as he used to be, but pretty good. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's I think fair. that Jordan Poole progression is just a real thing. I think. I yeah, think I guess both, I, think I think the internet has showed right me there. that I'm lower on Jordan Poole than like everybody else because people were talking about him like he's just like an automatic guaranteed star already, and I just do not see him in that light. I I think you both are right though. Like I think. I think Clay looks good, and he comes back, and now he has like a full off season to kind of just like get back into his rhythm. He has he has game speed that he can like rely on, but at the same time, like Jordan Poole, as at least in the regular season, he's he's not unplayable the way that he was like in the finals. So like he's going to be out there, he's going to be getting buckets. So yeah, I think I think he takes that step to you know t- taking that next step offensively. So both of them kind of go up this year. Yeah, it won't be shocking at all if the common consensus is that Jordan Poole is better. But I don't know if he's realistically going to be more valuable to winning basketball than Clay, assuming we see some positive regression. Yeah, that's fair. On to the next one. Penny Hardaway says that if Russ gets traded, he'll be an all-star again. That's a that's, that's a, a major L. L. Where are he getting traded to? The Shanghai Sharks or something like that, bro? Like <laughs> Beijing Bears? There's no no way in hell he's going to be an all-star again. It's wraps. We saw him at his last all-star game a couple years ago. Yeah, maybe he can sneak his way in just off the name alone and sheer numbers because he could probably still average a triple double on crappy efficiency. But the thing is, no young team that isn't contending is going to want him. So the only way as a veteran you can get onto these teams is if you're good. And what team is going to want him to have that usage? Did he make the All Star team when he was in Washington? I I I think think he did. Yeah, I would bet he. I would guarantee he did. See. 
But like, I don't even know because that his whole like the impressiveness of that run was in the second half of the season. Like I'm not. Yeah, he I'm made it off here. his name. He he was still there. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Bro. He was like, no, 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 he real... wasn't. He was not an All Star that his season really? in Washington. Really? He was not. His, the last time wow. he was an All Star was in Houston. Oh. So wow. So yeah. yeah so even if he, even if he goes to even if he goes to some like bad team and he's putting up these numbers, it's not a guarantee that he's going to be an All Star. So I'm I'm yeah. going to say I'm going to say I'll take. I think we've seen uh, obviously like the best days of Russell Westbrook are behind him, and so I, I'm I'm going with an L take here. Yeah. yeah, like I think no I really like get the fact in there that people are, every time we talk about Russell Westbrook, the comments on the TikToks and stuff are always the Russell disrespect is crazy. But like, it's not the fact that he's not capable of putting up a triple double on forty percent shooting from the field. He can do that. It's just what team wants him to do that at this point. Exactly, and that leads to my point. There's no real market for Russell Westbrook at this stage of his career anymore. No team is in the perfect scenario for like, yo, like we have nothing going for us this season. Let's just go ahead and see this dude who the worst teams <laughs> in the NBA are going to be who. Like okay, relax. You gotta you gotta calm down, bro. All right, you gotta calm down. <laughs> they got De'Aaron Fox. Not to say that De'Aaron Fox is a superstar or anything like that, but they're not they're not even in the market for that. The only team that I can think of is in the market for something like that. Like yo, we got nothing going for us. Is a team like the Utah Ass or the Jazz? <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Clever. Yeah, they got to be a team that is bad and not a playoff team, but also isn't trying to be young and rebuild. So they got to be like purposely yeah. trying to be mid. So they got to be the Washington Wizards, which is like the only team that makes sense, which is the team that got rid of them. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a L take. It's a L take. He's he's not he's done being an All Star. Yeah, yeah, but love him though. It's funny because he's gonna get the end of career like D Wade, Dirk one, where they just let him in to finish his career. If people think, are gonna like, you think they love yeah. him like that? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, everyone. I feel like everyone around the game respects so. has the up. No, up-most the NBA loves the fuck out of Russell Westbrook. A lot of people like us and like other like. D- different types of fans that are like you know more analytical don't like him, but general consensus, widespread NBA fans, and especially in the league, yeah. respect the fuck out of him. Yeah, exactly. And number one reason why because of that is because uh, he plays hella hard. That's that's the first thing you hear about Russell Westbrook, and he's committed and blah blah blah. blah all those. Other yeah, he makes a lot of he makes a lot of mean faces. That makes it look like he cares a lot. Yeah, bro. <laughs> well, he does care a lot. I'm not trying to say he doesn't, but it's like it's his demeanor is the type that makes you really want to root for him because he just seems like he's all effort. Even though that effort's not really there on the defensive side, but that's a conversation for another day. All right. All right. What's next? What's next? Okay. The next one, Santiago says, at the end of the season, Luca will be a top three player. That's a W take just because it's very realistic. I think, yeah. I think, like, I probably wouldn't have it right now, but for one thing. From what we've seen from Luca in terms of him playing overseas, like in, in the Eurobasket, if he comes – into the season in shape, he might win the MVP that he's been like <laughs> expected to win for two years now. Yeah, that you wouldn't know, be shocking like at all. It's always about to, his shape to, with him, and clearly he's in good shape. Yeah, there's a yeah, different level he can go to, and I, I think there's a very real chance that he gets there. Yeah, bro. I thought this was supposed to be a hot take. Get this comment out the fuck on my face, bro. Like, this Dang. is nothing crazy <laughs> at all. People been talking about he was like you said. People been talking about he was supposed to be MVP over the past like what two years? Feels like a damn decade now. Even though he's been in the league for a few years, but it's not. It, it'll no. One, it'll surprise no one. It won't surprise me at least, bro. I mean, it'd be a little bit surprising if he if he was ahead of Giannis, Curry, KD, Embiid, Jokic, LeBron. Like he's ahead of all but two of them. That'd be kind of surprising. I mean, but, but like he, you said, it's very realistic, so you can't go LT. It's obviously a W. Yeah, but like if Lou yeah. wins MVP this year, are any one of us going to be shocked? 
No, no. I will no, be no, shocked no. because that means that, yo, he either put up a triple-double and was at least like a sixth or seventh seed, just like Russ was a couple years ago, or like the NBA is done with that narrative and you got to be like a top three seed. And like, I'll be shocked if the Dallas Mavericks are that good, bro. Yeah. I'll be shocked if, if he is that good. There's definitely a path for him to make it. I don't think that would be... It, it would be... When you say surprising, it's not like we're going to predict it to be happening. We're not going to say he's the favorite necessarily, but it's definitely in the realm of possibility. Is he the favorite? Yeah. Let me see. I just want, I just want to take this. He look, he might be the favorite. Actually, I said that, but he's probably up there. He's usually up there right. in the betting odds. I'm a, I thought it would. I would assume it's Embiid or something. Like I'm, that. I'm good. It's probably. I don't know. It's probably Giannis right every now. time. Okay, like, so Giannis nope, is the safest. Nope. Pick. Right now, right now, Luca is the favorite, and it's kind of clear. So yeah, wow. it makes sense. Yeah, the, so, the narrative is lined up. It's either him or Embiid is like the clear narrative favorite. It's a bet Embiid is too, isn't he? Uh, he so top five goes like this. So it's Luca at one, Giannis and Embiid are tied for two. Jokic, Jokic is at four, and he's tied with KD. And KD. so yeah, that's no the, that's the top Jokic five. That that's, no that's way the in hell Jokic getting that. Yeah, they, uh, they'd be awesome. Jokic is gonna be good enough to do it, but you know they're not gonna let him three peats. That's too too rare yeah, of a exactly. feat. Yeah, exactly. That's never funny. never been seen before. It's definitely not happening. Yeah, we can go on to the next one now. Aris says next. that Prime Harden is better than Prime Russ. That's, hey, that's, that's, I mean, that's, give that's, me the biggest W you take. I said w take. take, yo, you got it. Are, are, I, Isaac can get. Are our view, bro? Are our viewers just like inept to <laughs> hot takes? Do like what happened right now, dog? What's going on? <laughs> this is uh, this is common sense to me right now. Uh, I think you'd be surprised. A lot of people are going to say 2017 Russ was better than 2018 or whatever year of Harden you pick. They're uh, wrong, but people are going to say I don't that. want to praise James Harden. Y'all got it. <laughs> nah, I want to hear Donovan. What you think? Give it all to me. I want to hear it all right now. Damn. He's a, oh, whoa. That's a, that's a Paul Pierce moment. <laughs> um, nah, listen. James Harden was good at basketball. Like, he was he was good at that. Was. That's, the, that's the most you can say? Oh, my god. I don't like James you, Harden. I respect you. I, I, I respect don't like you James Harden. You, you I don't carry that you, hard you. regardless of the situation. You carry it regardless. <laughs> I mess with it. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, right, next what's one. You're talking about these takes aren't hot enough. I mean, let me, get, let me give you a hot take. Okay. Paka says that Stockton is a better player than Magic Johnson. Oh, my goodness. That's He's a hot dude. take? There's <laughs> no way this comment didn't come from Warman, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's, a, He's a former clan member, bro. There's no way. He just said that out of his mouth. There's just no way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just imagine right now, white mass profile. Get him out of here, dog. Ban him. <laughs> I'm going to ban him after this podcast. Okay, I've I had never to heard no crazy no, shit in my life before. Take. So, <laughs> Holy shit. John Stockton just plays the game the right way. Him, Larry Bird, <laughs> right, Mark Mark Eaton, they all just fundamentals. Play, play Fuck, well. man. Nobody out there has had the passing game he has, the outside shooting, the hatred of vaccines, the hatred of marginalized groups, exactly. the love of Donald Trump. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a yeah, full package. I'll take. I'll take. I'm done with that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> the worst take I've heard in my life, genuinely. <laughs> Sorry, Paka. Set you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Fuck, man. That was terrible. Last one. Uday says that De'Aaron Fox is going to be an all-star. I'll take. I'll take. Ooh, now this I'll is take a Mojo. nice, scorching, hot take. No. I'm going to say I'm going to say W take because there's what? room now in the Western Conference. And I if guess. something happens to Shea, if he is gets it? hurt, if the if the Minnesota Timberwolves don't make that jump and have a stagnancy. Yeah, there is, bro. Donovan Mitchell is gone, bro. 
So there, there's, there's space now. <laughs> there's four other guards to replace him. Like it's there's so many good players in the West. I'm not. Oh yeah, Damian Lillard is coming back. Yeah, Damian Lillard is coming so, back. Uh, Paul George, get Kawhi Leonard. I'm gonna say W take, bro. Clear L. I mean, what do you? What do you if there's player. a way, W take. If you there's just a way, agreed that there were four guards ahead of De- uh, ahead of De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> you saying it's a W-take. listen? But injuries happen though. And not not that I'm praying on it or anything like that. But injuries just normally happen. If he ends up being a guard replacement like Lamelo Ball, last year, why are you making that stinky ass face, dog? Listen, if this man ends up being a All Star replacement like Lamelo Ball last year, then that's a very possible world. That's not crazy. But that'll only happen if like the Kings were no less than a nine seed. They have to be a nine seed. Yeah, and he Bro, averaged like twenty six points. Like I don't see it. If your path, if your if your path to one calling this a W take and thinking that De'Aaron Fox is going to be an All Star, saying like, yeah, he has to be like, you have to cross off five names off the list to get to De'Aaron Fox for the fifteenth spot um, on the All Star. And team. the Kings have to break the longest playoff drought in professional sports. Exactly. Yeah, like bro. if <laughs> if you have to go through all of that to get to De'Aaron Fox being an All Star, it's an L take. It's it's not gonna it's, happen. I it's, it's why are you so attached thing, to though. Sacramento? We need to unpack I'm not this. attached to the Sacramento. <laughs> Let's unpack this for a second. I, I just, why do you okay. love De'Aaron Fox so much? Did did Bro. you play with him on 2K? Is he a 2K Maybe. player? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I I did not play with De'Aaron Fox. I too no, I didn't do none of that, bro. I just like optimism and hope. People acting like this team is completely dead in the water. They're not completely dead in the water. I'd be hating. They're, 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 <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not siding. I'm not abiding by that, bro. I feel like the Kings have some type of hope, and I'm putting just a little bit of stock. Not a little bit. I'm putting a good amount of stock into the into the Sacramento Kings, bro. I feel like I'm the one in the goddamn planet rooting for him and standing for him, bro. They got Kevin Herter, Davion Mills bound to be. You are the only one rooting for him. <laughs> actually huh? rooting for him you are the only one look uh, yeah watch me this clip gonna bite me in the ass come what february when they fucking they come october goddamn. come october <laughs> i'm crazy dude that's in two days the fuck <laughs> you crazy <laughs> I'm, that's I'm, funny i just well like, that's I'm all the hot things i got for us i think we can move on to the division preview now yeah. what team you want to start well, with let's do it let's let's start, start let's start zion. with zion let's start with the pelicans um, I think yeah. I think everybody like the number one thing that jumped out is that Zion looks in shape and he looks like ready to go. And yeah, he's it, saying he's the most in shape he's been in his whole life. He's running faster than usual, jumping higher, looking the best he's ever been. If that's the yeah. truth, this is a scary ass team. Yeah, yeah I, bro. do we think right? So, is there a path for Zion if he if he stays healthy to get to MVP level this year? Like, does he take does he take Absolutely. that does he take that that jump? Okay, MVP Absolutely. level is a hard thing to, to break into. Like, lots of things need to go right for you. That's like, are we saying he can be a top five player in the world? Probably not. But is there a path to him being like all NBA level? Maybe first team all NBA level? Well, I guess I'd make you one of the five best players. But like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in the mix for all NBA teams, yes. MVP is hard to predict though. I, Why okay. is it hard though? Because you know it's an exclusive group. For fourth, though. I know, but like for someone like Zion, I feel like he has that potential this season to go ahead and be in that exclusive group. Okay, sure. Maybe he'll be like fourth or fifth in MVP voting, like Devin Booker was last year. But like, realistically, nah, he's not going to be in the contention crazy. to win it. Well, I'll, I'll say this, right? So we we talked earlier about Jokic not being like like he's he's probably not going to win the MVP because of voting. But he's probably going to finish top three no matter what, though. Like, you know what I mean? Do you, do you think so? I don't know. Yes, I don't he's going to finish top three, but he's not going to win. I think that's a lock. I bet my life on that. That's, Damn! Oh my God, that boy is crazy. What? I don't. Bro, I don't. Every team. I don't know. So he's gonna do the same thing he did last year, year before that. He's gonna come out here averaging twenty six points per game, eight assists, the most efficient scorer in the league. 
but teams aren't going to want to vote for him. I mean, media members aren't going to want to vote for him because of fatigue. So they're all going to say, oh, he's second. He's third. He's in the conversation, but he can't win. Like, that's going to happen for sure. Uh, all right, well, yeah, look, we'll, we'll get we'll get to we'll get to Jokic and yo life and, and all of this crazy. <laughs> eventually, I think that I think the the main path for Zion in terms of like MVP really comes from the Pelicans like as a whole and just how yeah. much we and how much we believe in them like as a top five seed because the the West in itself is going to be a gauntlet and if you can get to you know if you can get to a place where you have home court advantage where you're like in the top four seed, I think that puts you in a really good spot. Um, you know, to to win MVP, but I'm also very curious how this whole team is gonna fit with yeah. CJ and Brandon and Zion now, and kind of who's running point there. Well, CJ is gonna be the point apparently, but yeah. it's gonna be like no true point guard. It's gonna be like point Zion, point Brandon Ingram, a little bit of CJ. So yeah, yeah you're right. It's I definitely think, the biggest concern. Yeah, I think th- that will work out because they have all at some point in their career has been like. Except for Zion, but I think his passing is very underrated. But Bi and CJ have been secondary creators on mm-hmm. the, like all of their career, basically, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. they're very capable of that. And they all like have their three level scores. So I'm, I have zero worries about them. My bigger concern, and what's making me now double think about my take about Zion easily being an MVP candidate or whatever the hell it is, is that yo that defense gonna be ass, bro. Like Jonas Valanciunas, and then I don't know how he could have. He could be better. He could be where I don't know. But I'm just going by like, off of like what I seen last year or the last time I saw him on the court, and he was like not good at all. And on top of that, you have Bi, who's like a, known to be like a lousy defender, has the potential, yeah. but he's just lousy, bro. Then CJ McCollum, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like Herb Jones is just not enough to. You relying on this man like he's God, bro. And he's yeah, Herb Jones is going to be so. defending for his life. He's going to be out there running around defending everybody, plugging holes. Yeah. It's going to be a hard job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe Zion, losing weight helps, but yeah. Yeah, I think Zion's for sure going to be a better defender. Like, it's hard to project him not becoming a, a plus defender in his career. Mm. But back to the playmaking thing, I think that you guys are right. It's going to work. And I think you got to think about it in the same way that we thought about the Raptors team from last year. There was no true high-level playmaker, but there was three or four, maybe even five, really good secondary playmakers and you kind of add that all together and it leads you to a competent offense i think that's that's what they're going for but competent isn't the floor because they have such high level creators in terms of scoring especially one-on-one that you give them all decent playmaking from everybody and then really insane scoring from a few guys that can take you to a high level that's 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 really interesting it also like doesn't hurt whenever like silent gets every offensive rebound imaginable yeah exactly it's like okay, it like it doesn't it doesn't matter if the offense is is like clunky because Zion's gonna come in and, and clean everything up. Um, yeah. But so okay, so what's the okay, so what's the ceiling for the Pelicans and what's there and what do you think is is like realistically gonna happen for them this season? Like are, mm-hmm. are they are they top six? Are they top four? Yeah. Ceiling is top four. I think. I think if everything breaks right, the thing Mo was talking about was really important. Their defense, like that's gonna be the biggest yeah. question mark. If they can scrounge together a competent defense, they can be a top four team. Yeah, and definitely. the floor, top eight, nine, maybe if things don't go well, people just injury yeah. issues there. If they're like an eight seed, some catastrophic injury like must have happened, bro. I don't There's even know. There's no if I'd say way that. in hell. I would say I would I, I, maybe I just because I that. have high expectations for them. Things could break wrong. There's, the, there's things there that could make this team not good, like in a realistic way, while still being healthy. Like you said, no playmaking. Other than their defense, I no playmaking and iffy defense without a great rim protector. Like, there's a reason to believe this team might not be as great as we hope. I, I yeah, I think I think eight being the floor and 
listen, we are extremely nitpicking right now, but like, yeah, I would say like <laughs> seventh seed is probably their their, their floor. Like, <laughs> I, I know big difference, but like, if they are on, if they are once again matched up with the with like the top seed in the uh, in in the West, or if they can't win a playing game, they end up you know having to to fight for their playoff lives at the end of it. I think that is kind of like that that's where that's the situation yeah. that you that's the situation that you were in last year you add an all nba talent like zion and if you end up in the same place and you stay stagnant i think that is a complete disappointment of a season mm-hmm. i think that the floor like the I, I don't know if they can be stagnant if you add so zion. do you guys think they're like certainly going to be out of the plan like you're very confident they're going to be a top six seed i yeah, am i i am well there's a lot of good teams if something out there, goes man. wrong then if something goes wrong, then like you know, I'm I'm obviously going to be less confident that they'll be not a playing team or whatever. It's very possible, but I think top six like Donovan was like whatever Donovan was saying, I agree with 100. percent And uh, yeah, I just don't see them being a playing team, playing team like that at all. It's possible, but I don't, I won't bet my money on it. I think their their roster from or at least their lineup. From one to eight, maybe nine, it's pretty nice, and it matches up well with basically every single team in the entire Western Conference. Okay, you know? so if you're penciling it in, let's just do a rough penciling. Let's say the Suns are juggling on the regular season again, which whatever one seed, Warriors two seed, Clippers three seed, Nuggets four seed, what Mavs five seed? Do you think the Pelicans will be higher than the Mavs? Yeah, they could definitely. They have the depth. Okay. So I think they so. could be as high as a five seed, like. Who else can be above them? And so, and so now, and so the Timberwolves, now we, the Timberwolves are going to be higher than the Pelicans, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm no. not sure. There's a lot Gobert, of things happening. Reg- in the regular season, the Timberwolves are going to be a regular season wins machine. With Rudy Gobert, it brings you regular season wins. The three teams that I would have in that in that tier, in terms of like, is it a question? Because I actually have Memphis above Dallas. Oh, like Memphis it, too. Yeah, yeah. I've Memphis, I've, Memphis, I've Memphis above Dallas, even with the even with the Jaren Jackson injury. But so mm-hmm. I would have I would have Dallas, New Orleans, and Minnesota, and they're going to be fighting for five, six, seven. Okay, so I agree. But for saying that, then then if, it won't be shocking at all if two of those three teams end up being better than them, and they're in the play-in. Like that's a very reasonable outcome without cat- cat- catastrophic injuries. You're 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 right, and I probably overstated that. Like I won't be shocked if New Orleans ended up as the seven, and they ended up in the play-in. But I am very, very confident that they are going to be better than mm-hmm. than seven. That they that they will be out of the play in. Okay, so this which of the teams TikTok. do you guys think they're gonna be better than? I think that this they're... would be good TikTok, Isaac. You should go All right, ahead. TikTok time. Let's go. Yeah. Ring the bell. TikTok time. Yeah. I'm gonna list some NBA teams. I want you to tell me if they're better or worse than the Pelicans. Let's, let's run it. Let's do it. The Timberwolves. Worse. Better. Wait. Whoa. My bad. My bad. I I got my lingo fucked up. Worse. <laughs> Okay, let me restate that. I'm going to list some NBA teams. You tell me if you're going to take them or the Pelicans. All right. Or you, you tell me who's better, them or the Pelicans. That's right. The Timberwolves. The Pelicans are better. Pelicans. Easy. Uh, in the regular season, I'm taking the Timberwolves. In the playoffs, maybe they'd win the series. But regular season wins, give me the Timberwolves. Yeah, that defense might put them over the edge. I'm Rico still going wins games. Though. Yeah. Okay. I'm still gonna say the Pelicans though. The Dallas Mavericks. I'll take the Pelicans. I'll, I'll Pelicans, take the Pelicans. They're deeper, bro. They got so many bodies on the team. They're 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 the Dallas Mavericks are clinging on to Luca. Yeah. Well, Luca's there to be clung on to, so I mean he takes them pretty far. 
I understand that, but I think the loss the loss of Brunson is gonna is gonna hurt. And then now, like for your second guy, you're either leaning on a you know past his prime uh, Spencer Dinwiddie with Tim Hardaway Jr. who's coming off this injury, and you're gonna you know basically lean on Luca for 82 games. Is he is he gonna get tired? And I think that that's a very real possibility when that offense is so yeah. like Luca centered. Mm-hmm. So I'll take I'll yeah. take New Orleans. I suppose so. The I was gonna say the Trailblazers. West is so tough, bro. It's tough. What about the Lakers? Pelicans. Oh, I'll, t- I'll take the Pelicans as well. Easy. easy. There's a world. Easy. There's a world where if the, if there's definitely a world where if LeBron and AD are healthy and Russ is at least average NBA player, they could definitely be a, a better team. <laughs> uh, there, there is there is a world, but that is like. If we do like the Doctor Strange looking through all the possibilities, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Third eye open. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one yeah. where it's like, all right, we gotta we're in the end game now where we're kind of just playing for that one. There's a lot more yeah. where Russ isn't great or isn't average okay. this year. You gonna have, you gonna be have to taking some crazy ass psychedelics to see that world. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah, it's Earth. <laughs> all right, what about the Grizzlies? I'll take the Grizzlies. <sighs> Yeah, I, I take the Grizzlies. I think I think I feel like John, you have to take the Grizzlies after they're just a two seed. Like they deserve that respect at least. Exactly. Yeah, they deserve that respect, but Jaron Jackson also deserves that respect as well. I'm not going to give that to Jaron Jackson. Not going to be Jared out until February for like a, he he. Wait, when did, when do you think he'll come back? That's a big X factor to me. He's saying That's he's close to returning. He's back on the court, but he's going to miss the start of the season. So I'm thinking he's going to be back by Thanksgiving. <sighs> That's a lot. That's a long time. It's like three weeks. I mean, it's, it's I don't a good know that. I don't. I don't know how long they'll be, they'll be able. How I don't know how good they they'll be without someone like. Jared Listen, if they if they were so amazing last year without Jaw, they can be amazing without JJJ. No, but it was different though because they had other. I don't know. It was so they they were mainly good in my mind because of their defense. Their defense yeah, is better. Than it's our a team offense. thing. I mean, yeah, you're right. Jaron is very important to that, but they have Brandon Clark. They have Stephen Adams. They have other bodies there that can help facilitate that. You just said Steven Adams in 2022. I should go over there. Steven Adams was good last year. I'm not going to pretend like he wasn't <laughs> he, decent. Bro, he, he played okay. his role. Bro, he, he was okay. He wrote, he was okay, but he's on. The, he's not nothing to rely on. It's whatever. not a coincidence that they traded Valanciunas for Adams and got better. He fits that team really well. That is true. He got fits him. He fits John Morant, surprisingly, a lot better, too. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. exactly. His exactly. game is very well made to be with the players that he's playing with. And Maybe on other yeah. teams he'd be pretty ass, but he's not on other teams. And also, it's yeah. o- it's okay if a team's listen their their identity. They're still going to play hard. They're still going to play defense. It's okay if things change up a little bit from year to year. So as as Ja ascends and his offense gets better and he becomes a better shooter, he becomes even better of a playmaker. Like the team dynamic and kind of just the way that they run things is going to change, and it's okay. And I think that that evolution still might bring them to a very very good place. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Ja has. I feel like coming out of college, people knew Ja for his athleticism and more so his passing is not more so, but definitely his passing as well. And since he's been in the NBA, he hasn't had at least the chance to go ahead and showcase his mm-hmm. passing on a high level because you know, everybody's so caught up on the amazing dunk chain. I feel like this could be the year th- that he takes that takes his offense and passing to another level. And people are gonna say you never hear people say this, but he's he's a top. Ten passer or whatever in the NBA, one of the best passers. Nobody says that. <laughs> not. I think he. I Anyways, think he could be. Let's talk more about this because this is a perfect segue to the next team we have on the list exactly. for this division, the Memphis Grizzlies. And we're already talking about them. Perfect. Let's just keep going with it. I, I think you have a, you're making a good point. Jaw definitely does have room to grow there from where he is, which is scary because he's already so fucking good. 
and I don't know if he has top ten passer potential. That's kind of he was the best, lofty. bro. He was an elite passer in college. I guess, but there's a lot of passers in the NBA. Uh, but regardless, we're nitpicking when we're talking about numbers. That's what you mean. He has the potential to be a high level passer, and I think he already is well above average for the position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure, for sure. But there's levels to it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think like, the tenth best passer is probably like D'Angelo Russell or something. Like maybe he he could probably pass him up. Yeah. Listen, so okay, so with with the with the Grizzlies though, they last season seemed very very like weird in my opinion mm-hmm. because because they had that stretch where hey Jaws not out like you don't have your you don't have your best player and you still rattle off you know twenty like you're twenty seven and five and if you extend that pace over an it's entire so season, crazy you're still like the one seed or the two seed without your best player I I'm not sure I, I'm. I'm very curious to see how much of a better shooter Jai is because I think that if he continues to be the same level of shooter that he is and they kind of just rely on, like, Bane to be the, the main shooter, how does Dylan Brooks come back and, and play? Like, what what is what does this offense look like? I know, I know. I mentioned D- Dylan Brooks. D- Dylan Brooks, he's, ha- he's happy that Jaron Jackson's out because he's like, listen, that's, that's more shots for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. This, it's crazy bro, because last year... They had the number four offense and the number five defense. That seems wow. so fucking crazy for the talent they had on hand, but they just made it work. Where just like you're saying, without Jaw winning this fantastic team that's well put together, and it almost feels like it shouldn't be replicable. But nothing changed. Like I don't know why it wouldn't be, right? Wow, yeah. that's insane, dog. That's insane to think. Yo, he just blew my mind. I, I literally this entire time thought that their defense was a lot better. He said, like, "Damn, that's crazy." Just by watching him, yeah. But something that I also think about too is that like, yo. Now that Jaron is gone, also he wasn't like an elite three point shooter or anything like that. But he, he was would let bad. That motherfucker fly. Yeah, he would, but he would let that motherfucker fly, and people would have yeah. sometimes respect it, bro. He looked like he, his shot. This is such a side tangent, bro. But I'm gonna say it anyways. He Go looks ahead. every time he shoots the ball, he makes it look like he's heaving from half court. Facts. He's like, a weird yeah, shot where yeah. he like uses all his momentum for his body. Exactly. Yeah, and it's so weird because he's fucking jacked and shit. But anyways, <laughs> the spacing is gonna be a little worse for. I don't know how they're. Who do, who's going to start for them at the four? Is it going to be Brandon Clark? I assume it's going to be Brandon Clark. Well, Jaren's out, yeah. a lot worse of a shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the spacing's going to be kind of rough for him as well, for Josh. So he has to become a better shooter. It's, yeah, yeah it's going to be... But if it is rough, they're going to pivot, and they're going to start... Um, what's his name, the rookie from last year? Zaire. Yeah, they're going to start Zaire there, if, if anything, if the spacing is a big problem. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I I, I think I think uh, some something else for, for the Grizzlies, and like, I'm, I'm looking at it now, so they... They played at the fourth fastest pace in the league, and they were mm-hmm. they they were point point zero seven points behind the Bucks for like for for top three, right? So they obviously play at an extremely fast pace. In the regular season, if you do that and you have the talent like a job that's driving your engine, you're, you're gonna be fine. Like you're you're, you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be okay. So I I think it's pretty safe. Like I I would be shocked if. And I, I actually will, yeah, I'll, I'll think about this. I will be shocked if the Grizzlies aren't top four. Um, mm. I think Another thing real quick is yeah. uh, they were number one in offensive rebound percentage, but like a healthy margin. They got an offensive rebound on 32% of their shots, which oh, wow. is kind of fucking ridiculous. Or not other shots, on 31% of their misses. And that's something that's like historically hard to replicate. Like that's, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of specific types of talent. Can, that's definitely something to hold up your offensive rating a lot too. Yeah. So can, can they replicate that? I don't know. I probably 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 not because that's like that's an insane rate. 
Um, yeah. Because even, even if we go back to, to the Pelicans, wasn't Zion's offensive rebound percentage, there was a point where he was getting like like 40% of all of his misses or, or something. It was something yeah, like something ridiculous. Yeah. And so like to see them kind of reach that level is, is a little bit, um, it's a little bit just like shocking. But mm-hmm. I think, I think with the pace that they play at, with the improvement that, with the improvement that Jaws going to take, top four is definitely where they should be aiming. And like, and like mm-hmm. you said, it's not like Jaron Jackson is going to be out until the all-star break and he's going to come back with 20 something games left. He's still going to be very involved yeah. in the season. So they, yeah, vast majority of the season. Yes, yeah, so their their ceiling and their floor. Their floor is very high, and their ceiling is also very high as well. Yeah, I think the yeah. floor thing is definitely the most important part. Like we saw last year, we've been talking about harping on the fact they can win without their best players. It's almost impossible to predict them being lower than the five seed, right? Yeah. And which, in that yeah, case, like that's. I think we there's been lots of talk lately about how the regular season doesn't matter in basketball, and it's like only thing that matters is the playoffs. Casual fans don't even watch the regular season. But that shit is important in terms of seeding. Like for a team like them that doesn't have the maybe necessarily the best high end talent wins off a of team play, being able to be a guaranteed top four seed because you take it so seriously in the regular season is a big advantage come playoff time. Absolutely, dog. Like the fact that yeah, they played absolutely. last year's Wolves in the first round and not the Warriors in the first round is a big deal. Yeah, exactly, bro. That goes a long way. Absolutely right about that. I feel like a lot of people don't care about that thing, that type of thing, because they see teams like the fucking Phoenix Suns or I can't even think of it, or like the Houston Rockets or whatever, just do all the, make all this crazy loud noise and they just like shun it and act yeah. like it's nothing because they think they're pretenders or whatever the case may be. But no, you're absolutely, yeah, like I said, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, I, I just, I just see that like natural, like in my mind, if they regress, there's just nothing that they could be able to do about it. It's just natural in my mind. Yeah. And I feel like they're, they're just going to have to be some tweaks made. Um, maybe not on the roster, but when it comes to like play style wise, like you said, Don, like you said, Donovan, and it's going to be interesting to see because it's just, it just be, it just be hella interesting, bro. It Y'all want to know something else interesting. Some of these numbers that let me know what you think about this. So I mentioned they had the number four offensive rating, right? Incredible. Great numbers you want to see. Yeah. But in terms of efficiency, just effective field goal percentage, they're only 23rd in the league. And at the rim, you would think they'd be one of the best teams in the league, given John Morant, but they're 17th in shooting at the rim. From three, you're talking about their spacing isn't good. It's not going to be good next year. It wasn't fucking good last year either. They had the 29th three-point shooting. Mid-range, 25th. They just were not an efficient shooting team from any place, but they still had the top four defense. I mean, top four offense. Yeah. So how is that the case? I mean, but that's that's so wonky. But that's just because because of the offensive rebounding then. Offensive rebounding and pace. When you play at a faster rate, you get more shots up there, and you get so many second-chance points, it holds you up real high. But that's something that's kind of, you know, could you say those things are something that's very replicable by just putting a lot of effort, or could you say it's not replicable because it's hard to put in effort? The pace is showing us basketball mathematics, bro. This is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So should I do, man? I like math. Yeah, the the pace, you can definitely replicate the the pace, and that's going to be the driving force. And if the... If the if the offensive rebounding is a product of fast play and effort, then yeah, then then I guess we can say that it's going to be the same, and then we can kind of expect um, mm-hmm. the same the same offensive output from the Grizzlies. I guess it's a coaching issue then, right? It's a thing like you have to keep your team with that buy and that level of effort from every single person one to twelve on the roster or one to fifteen. Yeah, it's difficult, but it's only year two, so or year two of this run. It was like year four of this core, or whatever. So I, yeah. I guess there's no reason to think it won't happen. 
Yeah. Yeah, bro. Another important thing to factor is that I like Zaire Williams a lot, and I think he's going to take that next step. And once mm-hmm. he's in that starting lineup, there's no way in hell he's going to find his way out of the starting lineup when James Jackson comes back. And I think Dylan Brooks is going to have to eventually like come off the bench. And I think I think Dylan Brooks has to eventually come off the fucking team. I think, <laughs> I that's think so we're too, actually. We're going to send Dylan Brooks to Utah so he doesn't shoot them out of another playoff series. He single-handedly <laughs> lost them a game against the Warriors in the, fi- in the fucking playoffs because he decided it's Dylan Brooks' time and took 36 shots or something. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, bro. Yeah, most definitely. But he's, he thinks he's the man, and he has to defer to Jaw. He doesn't want to do it. So send his ass to Utah. Yeah. yeah. Get, get, get him out of here. Who's, who's next? I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who let's let's go to Houston. Let's go to Houston. I was about okay. to say fun team. I want to talk about Jalen Green. Let's no, go for it. I'll bring Sangoon me up, boy. <laughs> yeah. So as we know, the Houston Rockets are not a competitive team, but also not an uninteresting team. With the young core with Jalen Green, Sangoon, Jabari Smith Jr. Now even some deep cuts like Josh Christopher, Usman Garuba, KPJ. <sighs> what do you guys think they're going to be next year? Obviously, not going to be a playoff Ass. team, but. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't mean playing like ter- what they're going to be in terms of their amount of wins, but in terms of the development of this young core, where do you see them in this in this timeline? I think I think Jalen Green takes takes a step forward. Um, what does I, that look like? Off, off offensively, I think I think he becomes much more efficient. We saw towards the end of the season, his he was he was starting to be very very efficient down down the stretch mm-hmm. of, the, of the. Oh, he had a crazy run, yeah. Yeah, scoring scoring the ball, and with KPJ, I'm very very interested to see kind of his role yeah. and if he can really like just sink into being like a a point guard, right? Because there, I'm interested to see when they're gonna give the fuck up on that because he's not a point guard. There's listen, and that's 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 the key. There's there's times though with KPJ that he, the ball sticks in his hands too long, and he thinks that mm-hmm. it's like. Listen, it's two K. It's two K time. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna use every single dribble move that I have, yeah. and he uses up a, a lot of the shot clock. If he can keep the ball moving and get that into Jalen Green so that he can be the primary scorer, which he is, like he's listen. I think that he fits that role. He looks like he's gotten much bigger. He looks like he's actually added a lot of, of weight over the offseason. Yeah, so you would assume he, so. He's, he's skinny. Like it was bound to happen. Oh, in but the amount of the amount of weight that he that he put on it looks like it looks like a lot in one off season. So I'm very I'm I'm yes. surprised about that. But I think that Jalen yeah. I think that Jalen takes a step forward offensively. I think that Sangoon um, gets more run and he's like Sangoon. He's he's oh, yeah, a mini Jokic. What is gone? You're right. It's more more yeah. opportunity for Sangoon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sangoon. He, he's a mini Jokic. You know, like say. Okay, come on. If Jokic eighty percent worse at everything. He's he's the, it's it's the same it's the same thing when you when you call like Eric Bledsoe baby LeBron like it's the, it's that exactly. same it's that same yeah. same sentiment but I think that yeah I think that offensively the Rockets are gonna go as far as Jalen Green is I think you, you're gonna see a lot more of his jumpers fall this year and I think just development wise everybody takes a step forward mm-hmm. yeah makes sense. So, what do you guys think? There's so it's too early to talk about the ceiling of this young core or anything yeah. like that. But in terms of a team being built around Jalen Green, what is the vision for you with that team? What do you think is the best case scenario? What the team could look like with the other pieces built around him? I would uh, go go go. Shit. Well, like the piece that I really like next to him is the only pieces that right now that I'm like sold on 
is someone like a Jabari Smith Jr. A lot of yeah, people talk about him. Number two insane, pick. and they're like or three. A lot of people were saying like, bro, I saw the nastiest graphic from ESPN, fucking comparing him to Chris Middleton. What the fuck? Ew. Weird comparison of all what people. The fuck yeah, that's disgusting. So I'm like, ew, that's that's just terrible. But like a, a old classic, just just imagine like a Sergi Baca esque type player in the year like 2022. Hella okay. valuable. Someone like him next to that's um, also a Jalen weird comparison. Smith, I mean, Jalen Green. Yeah, <laughs> is it really just yeah. a three and D type four? Well, let's talk about this. That weird. Let's talk about this. If we clearly we disagree on what type of player Jabari Smith is going to be, let's let's talk about his game and why it fits. I don't. Yeah, Jaylen. who do you think he's going to be? Who do I think he's going to be? So, rather, let me tell you what I think his game is like, and you let me know what player this reminds you of. So, offensively, like you said, he's three and D in a way, but. He can dribble the ball. He can put a little bit on the ground, especially in transition. No, he can't fucking dribble. What the hell? Yes, Barely. He can. No, he can dribble. Let me finish. In transition, in terms of he can move with the ball in his hands and take it up the court. But he has no creation ability in the half court with his handle. He's not blown by any defenders one-on-one. He's not running pick and rolls. So it's somebody that can get the rebound and go on the half court can be a pick-and-pop guy, a spot-up guy, a trailer guy. So like Jaron Jackson Jr.? Yes. That, that's kind of exactly who he is. But nice. no, Jaron Jackson, low key has a good handle now. So maybe he's like rookie Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, a lot of people compared, or at least I compared Jaron Jackson Jr. to fucking Serge Ibaka. So I said 2022, meaning like, you know what I'm saying? You kind of want him to be a little advanced and involved in that. But we're on the same page, I feel like, for the most part. So, so yeah, like, yeah. back to my thing. Someone like him, uh, I, I'm kind of unsure about Afrin Sangoon. But I, in general, I like the idea of him playing next to Jalen Green as well. Someone like uh, Usman Gruber, one of those two. I hope I said his last name right. My bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, one of those two. Even though he's like six nine or six eight or whatever, it's in, it's NBA in these, and it's it's in, and it fuck holy shit! I just had a stutter attack. It's NBA <laughs> these days, so I don't really think that his height matters oh too much. So someone like Usman Garaba, Alfred Singun, My biggest worry and only question is like, yo, who the fuck is gonna run their point guard position? Because I just don't think KPJ's it. They got the chemistry. They're best friends or whatever, but who gives a shit? Their point guard of the future out. isn't on the team right now. Like we can just say it straight up. Like the yeah, KPJ yeah. might be a good player, but I think the end goal with him is he's going to be an off-ball two guard like he was originally. Because when you look at his yeah, numbers, exactly. he's actually an extremely good shooter off the off the catch and shoot. Off-ball is a great player, but they're trying to pigeonhole into being this on-ball creator, and he doesn't have the vision for it. He doesn't have the creation yeah. ability for himself or people, other people going inside. Like yeah, he's just not built like that. Yeah, exactly. And they're trying to force it so hard. And it was so fucking ugly to watch last season, bro. I think yeah. he averaged like, what, four or five turnovers? And he averaged like three or yeah. four assists a game? Maybe five? And it sucks because he has such a high-level skill set as an off-ball shooter. Yeah. Just most people don't realize it because that's not how they're choosing to deploy him. Yeah, exactly. And it's irritating because now it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? It's about his time to go ahead and get a bag, bro. Everyone in his drive class getting the bag. Fucking RJ Baird just signed a crate. Who is random, but I just like to I I'm interested, okay? If you were to take one of these two players for your for the future of your franchise, I think I already know the answer, but I just I just want to ask. RJ Barrett or KPJ? RJ Barrett? <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, I'm the biggest RJ Barrett hater in the world, but come on, it's obviously RJ Barrett. <laughs> yeah, come okay, on. Okay, cool. Because I kind of want to say KPJ, but I just... What anyways. the fuck? Why? Yeah. <laughs> that may be my, one of my worst. Cause Why I, would you want to do that? Look, the bag fools me, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The bag fools me. That's what yeah, it is. Well, I'm still <laughs> watching the N1 mixtape on the court instead of so impactful yeah. basketball. Listen, I think yeah. I think K, I think KPJ, and when you talk about that skill set, I, I think that we might be able to see that 
unlocked a little bit more because even though that Jalen isn't a point guard, he's going to be more ball dominant this year. And so, oh for sure. And so, and so, like if if Jalen starts the season and his scoring is is on point, what's what's the next point of growth for him? Playmaking. And so if mm-hmm. he's, and so if he comes out and he's getting buckets, now we're gonna start talking about okay, can he take that next step, be a playmaker? We're gonna see the ball in his hands a little bit more, and then we can see maybe you know then we can see KPJ use that catch and shoot ability and start you know molding this team around Jalen Green a little bit more, mm-hmm. having him be that offensive engine that they want him to be. So I think yeah. like the last the last twenty games for Jalen Green last last season, twenty two and a half points. 48% from the field overall and 40% from three, right? Like he was, he was, he was on this, he was on this really, really great run. And for a guy, if he starts the year like that in year two, yeah, we're, we're, we're forced feeding you the ball. And you're like, yeah. we don't have, we're not playing for a playoff spot if you're Houston. So go, yeah. go do you. And I, I yeah. think that's, I think that's the I think path that's for point. Houston. I think that's the path for Houston to, to get better this year. Yeah, Do they and still have Eric Gordon on the team. That's so weird. Yes, honestly. they refuse to trade him. They just love him to have him here as like a veteran to help nurture the young guys. Listen, he and be he be working sometimes. Eric Gordon, he's good. Yeah, he he be he be working. He's good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Damn. the the way they're going to deploy Jalen Green in the future because I think you could like view him in the mold of he's going to be sort of like Donovan Mitchell in terms of he's a go to guard. He score first, but he has underrated passing ability. Jalen Green can be in that same type of mold as your lead guard, but he's bigger. Has more explosiveness. He has like he could be an elevated version of Donovan Mitchell, I think. And because of that, Jabari Smith is like the perfect fit as that guy who yeah. doesn't need the ball in his hands and has like the perfect complementary skill sets to be able to play off of him and cover him up on defense. Definitely a potential. There's definitely so much potential there between those two players. Yeah, I yeah, we we saw we saw in summer league like Jabari, obviously like the the ball handling, the the finishing, like that that stuff needed a little bit of work. He was great defensively all oh, all, yeah. su- all summer league long. And I think for him, that's the main thing that you want him to to work on because we can you can teach. I think it's much easier to teach like offensive skills than it is to teach like defensive IQ. And like, yeah, you just can't teach defensive IQ. Like some people get better over time, but like look at someone like Jalen Brown who's like the most hardworking player we've seen in the NBA who improves every year, blossoms into the star, his defensive IQ is still fucking terrible. Like, his one flaw is that his off-ball defense is so bad because he just doesn't have that built in him. So it's super hard to break through that if you just don't have it. Exactly. And if we can, if we can see Jabari come in and understand the game and understand where, where to be and, like, and how, to, you know, how to be a good on-ball defender and team defender and do all that, you know, we, can, we can 100%. Like just have him in the right spot moving forward. So I, that's mm-hmm. the that's the only thing that, that I'm looking for from from Jabari this year. I'm I'm just looking to see how good his defense is. I'm fucking dying over here, bro. You know what I was about to do? What? what? Bro, I got a fart. I was gonna mute the FaceTime call, but I was like, oh shit. If I fart, these dudes can. Well, I can fucking hear like a lot of a rip when I send over the footage. <laughs> this is wonderful podcasting. <laughs> I'm leaving it in there, not editing that out. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why we got a fucking three point nine Spotify rating. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Anyways, aside from moms need to fart, let's move on to another Texas team. Let's talk about the Mavs, the interesting one. All right, cool. Dude, Let's. I like so, this. We, we were talking about we've been talking about the Mavs a lot in relation to other teams. I think we need to talk about. You keep referencing the fact that they lost Jalen Brunson, and you're kind of worried about what their teams will look like with too much reliance on Luca. So, if that's the case, what do you think their ceiling is? I think that their ceiling 
is listen, if Luca comes in comes into the season in shape, which I expect him to because he's been playing all summer in Eurobasket, mm-hmm. their ceiling is still very high, right? They mm-hmm. they can they could potentially get up to the the four seed or, or the three seed just because like defensively they were really good last year. And if if Luca like second half Luca is always just on a different level and everyone's like, oh like he's probably taking that step. But if we get yeah. that over if we get that over eighty two games, then you're gonna get an elevated version of Dallas. So um, yeah, I would say top four, top three, is their ceiling. Mm. Top three is tough to imagine though. Like, there's so many good I, teams out there bro. with so much more talent. If this is the yeah, year, exactly. we've been saying it for for two years now. This is the third year that we're going into the season where we're like, hey, Luca's like the he's he should win MVP this year, and mm-hmm. we're we're expecting a lot of him. This is going to offensively. Right, I, and obviously it's not going to look like as money ball as what Houston did, but this is definitely like the James Harden system of yeah. everything mm-hmm. is going to run through you at all times, and you are going to make every major decision for this offense. And yeah, we saw that lead to regular season wins a lot with the Rockets, so I guess there's no reason to believe we can't eventually get there with Luka as he elevates to that next level. Yeah. And yeah, so I got a question. I got a question. Random question. Is this the worst team that Luka Doncic has had? No, his first couple of years yeah. were terrible. Yeah. Or, well, like, of course, like, outside of that, since Luca has, like, been certified, this dude is that fucking dude. I mean, that was that was day one, though. Like, Luca, Luca came in day one and was yeah, kind of certified. He, he's been a star since year two. So, like, it's hard to... It, the first year, he had KP and nobody else. Last year, Brunson elevated. KP was gone. Now And then they added Dan Witty. So, like, I guess maybe it's the worst one, but, like, it's not that different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't trust it that much because I like I'm like I don't know how I think Spencer Dinwiddie he's good, but like they're gonna miss they're really gonna miss someone like Jalen Brunson. Now of course they do have fucking what's his name Christian Wood and he may be coming off the bench as a six man or whatever the case may be, and I think he's a real <laughs> which really, he doesn't real like. Impact. Lol. Huh? I, yeah, I said I said which which oh, Christian yeah. Wood doesn't like the fact that he might he yeah. might come off the bench. For those who didn't know, yeah, exactly. during the media day yesterday, or day before yesterday now, whatever it was, there was a lot of talk when Jason Kidd was saying that Christian Wood is potentially going to be their sixth man. That's kind of how he's viewing him at the moment. And coincidentally, two hours later, Christian Wood tweeted, LOL. And there's a lot of debate on if he was saying LOL to the fact that he's a sixth man, LOL to the fact that people thought he'd be upset about it. We don't know, yeah. but a very Christian Wood thing to do. He's a very moody guy. I think it's I think it's right to assume that, that like he's saying LOL because he doesn't want to come off the bench because I know he had hella drama back in the Houston lock, lock. It's a contract here too, so like he probably wants his minutes. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. Uh, but I don't think someone like Christian Wood would – I don't think that matters for Christian Wood at all. I think people realize how good he is and the type of talent he is. And for this situation, scenario, he may – I think it actually makes sense for him to just be strictly coming off the bench because they don't have – that many spark plugs outside of Spencer Dinwiddie. Now, is Spencer Dinwiddie going to start for them? He might, right? Yeah, he's definitely going to. Let's talk about that. So their starting lineup yeah. is in all likelihood going to be Luka Doncic, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and JaVale McGee. That's a pretty solid yeah. starting five. It's very complimentary players to Luka Doncic. Like, we're talking about the Grizzlies who win without the top-level stars around Ja. This is the same type of thing. These players fit around Luka so well that the potential for a really high ceiling in the regular season is there. Yeah, I, yeah, bro. Luca's really him, bro. This team is, yeah. This is a team catered towards him, but like, take mm-hmm. Luca off this goddamn team, and they're literally like ten oh, wins, bro. Horrific, yeah, yeah. 
so it's just, yeah, but it just they got the secondary creator, two three and D wings. One of them, when Dorian Finney Smith, is like a borderline elite defender, and then yeah. JaVale McGee, who's as we can see on a contender, is a very good you know starting big who's not going to play starting minutes, but can come in and do the things you want next to star ball handlers. So I, I see the formula. Donovan, Donovan, what you finna say? Not, Speak your ism. Not, not that. I think, like, I my only concern, and I guess this is more of a playoff concern rather than a regular uh-huh. season concern, is just how how much can we put on, on Luca's plate and is he going to burn out? Because I think I think last, last season it was very, very helpful to him, the fact that, listen, he missed the first two games of of the series against the Jazz, and when he yeah. came back, they were up to they were it was tied one one. Like that was every, wild. <laughs> like everybody kind of thought that that you know, but if Luca if Luca's out, this team that that you said is probably like a lottery team without him is going to be down o two. He's going to have to put on some heroic effort, and he comes in and it's it's a tie series, right? And you have that luxury of having another ball handler and Brunson who's averaging twenty and seven whenever Luca's out. And that's that's great. You don't have that anymore. So if Luca's not there yeah. in those non-Luca minutes, what does this team look like? And so is Luca yeah. playing? Is Luca playing 30, 37, 38 minutes a night? Is he going to lead the league in, yeah. in minutes? And if he's not, are they going to be able to sustain thirteen to fifteen okay. minutes? So let's give the opposite view of that then. What you're saying is a definitely a very relevant concern. But the answer to that from the, you know the optimist point of view is that one yes Luca can take the next step and just have that much of a usage and put the team on his back two there's clearly room for Dinwiddie to have a higher usage in those games when Luca was out he elevated a little bit along with Jalen Brunson obviously so you can kind of think that okay we'll just give Dinwiddie 36 minutes a game and see if he can rekindle that early Nets game and then thirdly mm-hmm. Christian Wood if we're talking about him as a six man he's also going to be in closing lineups and provide them a little more of an offensive punch you add that into the mix and there's kind of you start to see where those shots can come from, as well as Jaden Hardy, who people have hoped for as a rookie. I'm not sure I'd buy him being impactful in his first year, but eventually down the road, you start to see lots of different places where those shots can be redistributed. The 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 yeah. shot the shot distribution isn't necessarily my concern, more so the the creation of it. Like you're not giving Christian yeah, yeah. with right, like you're, you're not giving Christian with the ball and said like, hey, go go get us a bucket for, for two minutes go straight. Eat. You know, yeah. like that's 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 not really happening. And again, in the regular season, I don't think that this is going to. Yeah, be you're right. It's a playoffs. That, it's a playoff thing yeah. for sure. Yeah, the 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 playoffs is where this is this is going to matter. Um, yeah, and that's so, where it's going to be like we need Luca to do fucking everything. And yeah. that's gonna and that's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I see what you mean. There's def- that's definitely a valid concern. Yeah. So I think I as think, as good as Dinwiddie is stepping into those shoes, he's not the type of like individual shot creator that Brenton is. Yeah. In Mar- yeah. in 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 April and May and June, I definitely have concerns with the with the Mavericks. In the regular season, especially if their defense is you know kind of close to where it was last year, they'll be fine. Right, they they yeah. they have the potential to to win fifty games and to be a really really good team. Probably mm-hmm. get get home court and and host the playoff series, and then we'll see where they go from there. But um, yeah, and, yeah, that's that's and now that you now that you mentioned the playoffs, now that I think about it, I think I have I do ha, do that's where I changed my opinion like thirteen times across like so many teams, but I don't give a fuck. I have my rights. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the yeah, I think that the Mavs are gonna be better. Because better in the regular season, at least, because like with all those things, all those great points that you guys pointed out on top of like a team, the best team in the Western Conference last year, the Phoenix Suns, they're just not going to be as good at all 
in my mind this season because okay. their morale is all the way down the toilet. And because of, the, I think that's a huge factor. The, the, the and, vibes uh, are off. Yo, yeah, yeah, very off, bro. Yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement this team that they're good. They're a very good low-level contender who maybe if things break right can make themselves up to the mid-tier of the contenders. But they have the floor. They're not going to be like a play-in team or anything below that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to have a different opinion about the math. Like, there's such a, we know what this team's going to be. Exactly. Probably more than any other team in the division. Like, we know that we're, this is who no, no, we know. We know what the San Antonio Spurs are, are going to be like. See, we're not going to talk about San Antonio Spurs. I think we should just skip them. Greg Popovich I, in Media Day said that you should not bet on us. I think yeah. they're not worth us giving time to. There's nothing there. I think this man said what motivates only, me is my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of hope, and th- th- this this would be my first take. I kind of hope that they get Victor. I I kind of I kind of hope that that they that they end up with the number one pick and they end up with Vic. And yeah, cool. that's that's my first take, guys. It's more than I have to say. Uh, Kelvin Johnson's see. hurt. I like Kelvin Johnson. He's a good player. He's gonna be back yeah. by the second right, month of the season. Hurt. It, they have him, they have Jacopoto, and they have Josh Jake Primo Puddle. and some other players. That... I want to see Devin Vassell go crazy, bro. He's used he born in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Gwinnett, baby. Great. And, uh, you know, I, I, he's a good player. I, want, I, I wanted him on the Hawks over a Kongu. But other than that, I ain't got much to say about the fucking San Antonio Spurs. It's yeah, hard, it's bro. a cop-out to just not talk about a team. But, like, they're going to be a bottom feeder. Their coach knows it. They traded their best player. They're just full-on tanking. And they're not even tanking with interesting players. So, like, what do you want us to say? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's it. Let's get to talk time. <laughs> yep. Now we're going to move on to the TikTok segments, the part that everyone's going to see outside of this video. And yep. honestly, we're, we're going to start off with something that we've done a couple times that people seem to love. It's fun as hell. We're going to guess 2K ratings. Oh, okay. wow. So okay. pop, pop I'm going to list some NBA players. You let me know what you think their start of the season 2K rating is. Why did I, I say it looking into the camera? That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a listen like players. You let me know what you think 2K has their rating at to start the season. Let's go crazy. First one, LaMelo Ball. 84. 88. 84, damn. No, 87. 84 is low. Okay, yeah. Great. Yep. Yeah, they got, got they got that, him real high. That W to my plate. That's that's w on me. To my plate. That's on me. <laughs> damn, you hate LaMelo. Fuck. I don't listen. I've been watching Ball in the Family since for years. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was every week I was on Facebook watching Ball in the Family. I was with in the gym. That's you were so down bad, bro. Oh my, you were actually watching on Facebook? Yeah, I was every week. I, that was appointment television for me. I had triple I had BBB merch. You're a sicko. You you I had a beanie. You yeah. dead ass? Yeah. Wow. How much was that? It was like 5,000? No, it was like 25 bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay, next one. So keep in mind LaMelo Ball is 87. Ben Simmons. Ooh, this is tough. I say 84 now. 85. They have him started off as an 83. Mm. He got I get it. He hasn't played. He, he didn't play last year. He's got to earn the rating back. But come on. He didn't get that much worse at basketball. Nah. Yeah, 83 is kind of nuts. Nah, he got to earn it. They deduct from him. He got to earn it. I guess. Okay, yeah, so again, keep all this in mind. Tyler Hero. Now, this is tough. I'm going to say like... He's 82. definitely so much worse than both of those those dudes. So I'm gonna say like, I like that rating, but I have to go lower. 81. I'll go 82. 84. Whoa. Whoa. Tyler Hero. Love the white boy over there. That's crazy. 
What is what is his badges? <laughs> Who knows? Bro, what I, is what is Jordan Poole's rating? Uh, I think he was also an 84. He was 84, 83. I didn't look. I looked, but I didn't write it down. Oh, we're hooping. We're we're hooping okay. with Jordan Poole. I yeah. love this. Okay, next one. Gosh. What about R.J. Barrett? The, oh, the, 85. I'll say 86 on R.J. Yeah, I saw 84. 85. Whoa. RJ Tyler, Same as. Wow. They don't, they don't, they're not, they're not, not watching. Okay, they're this one, watching. I think I think Tyler Hero might be better than R.J. Barrett right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's not, that's not that crazy. That's not, not that watching. crazy to say. They're not watching. They're <laughs> that's not, not watching. that crazy to say. Okay, what about Jalen Brunson? <laughs> Jalen Brunson. I'm going to go ahead. After that, Keep running, RJ's 84. Boy, I'm going to go ahead and say 85. 86. They may have him over R.J. He's lower than R.J. Barrett at 83. Yeah, don't be wow. watching RJ. I'm telling you, he's yeah. He plays in New York and it's still. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that Jalen Brunson is the best player on the Mavs. I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb and say that Jalen Brunson is the best player in the Knicks. Uh, man, I don't think I think as of now that's true. But hopefully, everyone and their mom is hoping that RJ Barrett will go ahead and take those next steps. So you're not crazy for that. Yeah, hopes carrying this man far. Yeah. <laughs> what about Jordan? <laughs> Oh, Jordan had Jordan Poole in here. Already, already did Jordan Poole. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> okay. What about Draymond Green? 70. Ooh. Actually, no. I'll hey, give I can't 80. answer this because I think I already know his rating. I, I think I'll, I go, know I'll go straight 80. Mohamed? I think it's like 87 or something. You're both drunk. 83. Wow. How am I drunk? That's close. You said 77. 87 was high as fuck. What I said 87. I said 80. Oh, okay. I didn't hear yeah. you. I said like 77. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Draymond Green is worse than RJ Barrett, apparently. That's. That defense. <sighs> Draymond Green says it's not he's so to, hard to have basketball conversations with, bro, because like he works in a certain system. He's not hard to have this know. basketball conversation. He's way fucking better than RJ Barrett. I'll tell you that. It's not fun yeah. to play with Draymond Green in 2K. <laughs> you na- you want nasty bitch? You pick Draymond Green and Blacktop, man. <laughs> Bro, you're Disgusting. a nasty bitch. You pick RJ Barrett. Are you kidding me? It's more fun to play with RJ Barrett than it is with Draymond Green. Yeah, yes, this is a fucking mid off. Yeah, setting screens all day. Yeah, setting screens. You're gonna fucking miss cool. open three pointers all day with RJ Barrett. Have fun. You do the same with Draymond. <laughs> what do you mean? Trying to miss layups. Have fun with that. <laughs> oh, I'll play effective team defense. Nice. <laughs> okay <Who's next? laughs> We're going to the next segment This is going to be real simple I'm going to name two players You let me know which one you want to build around Alright Let's get it Actually let me re-say that For the TikTok hook Because you know that's important I'm going to list two NBA players You let me know which one you want to build around LaMelo Ball or Scotty Barnes Ooh Give me Give me Give me Oh This is spicy bro I got LaMelo This is tough Yeah I got LaMelo you got Lamelo, I'm not mad at you to say Scotty though. I'm taking Scotty. I'm, I'm taking Scotty. I think Scott, uh, Scotty already. Scotty already. Listen, I, I know what I know what what Lamelo does. Scotty already plays great defense. I think that he's going to take a leap offensively, and being able to have like a very very rangy wing who could do it on both ends of the of the floor. As much as I like building around that rather than Lamelo, who. Might just be a very flashy and fun player. See, Scotty maybe has a higher ceiling because, like, oh, what can he be with this size and this skill? 
But it's LaMelo Ball. I know what he is, and Let's he's a star in the making. He's going to be a high-level playmaker, a high-level scorer. Give me that guy every time. Yeah. Yeah, give me care. I need someone to carry my franchise. Don't give me hope to carry my franchise. <laughs> he'll he'll give difference. you. He'll give you the hope. Uh, we still we still got to see about if he's going to be able to to carry the franchise on stuff like that. We'll see. He, we'll he, see. I, I have faith. You got to get through the plan. You got to get player. through the plan. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he's twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a major eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> got to do it. Okay, interesting one. Rudy Gobert or Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown in my sleep. I'm sorry, bro. bro a guy. What is a Jalen Brown-led lead. team getting you? What is a Where Rudy are you going with Jalen Brown as your best player? You. Rudy Gobert what did, what, did the Utah, what, did, what did a Rudy Gobert team-led team get me? The one seed. And obviously, he didn't work on the playoffs. Not every team can win it all. But we see that he gets teams wins, and he brings you victories. Like, what are you doing with just Jalen Brown as your one? I'm having fun and I'm watching highlights. I'm watching crossovers. I'm not seeing a big ass man do not improve his okay, game. Okay, well, UFO bro, and we'll mix tell me, I'm what, go what, the, for one what, what the hell does Rudy Gobert do every offseason? What does he work on, bro? Tell me. What is being he being the best? At? Fucking being one of the best defensive players of all time. What do you mean? But but what did, what does he do to build his repertoire and, and his skill set? Great, Jalen Brown improves every year, and he's still not as good as Rudy Gobert. Exactly what do you want? What do you want to hear? That's all I need, bro. But both both of those teams are going to be losing, bro. They're not going to win anything, and I'd rather have more fun losing than just be super frustrated and seeing the same player do do the same shit every year. And for like, bro, let's be real. We're both losing, bro. We're both losing, and I want to have fun. <laughs> while I don't know about you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, that's next fun. one: Zach Levine or Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Ooh, that's that's kind of tough. I I think Shea's the better player, so I'll take Shea. He's better right now. I'll take Shea, I'll take Shea. Yeah, I think Zach Levine's definitely better right better. now. But I see a path to SGA being better when we both hit their primes. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think I I think I'll take Shea to to build around though over over yeah. Zach over Zach Zach Levine and I yeah. Zach Levine and both of them are like low key in this conversation, but not all the way in it. But like they're. They're kind of empty stats guys, but like not all the way there. Nah, the hell way no. What? The I can't they're, believe they're you just said that. They're bored. Empty stats guys don't exist. No. I'm not playing. I'm not, I'm not entertaining this bullshit. No, they exist, you know but they're only. I'm, I'm, I'm bro. not going to say I'm, I'm going to get Mojo mad. But. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, but I, I think, I think, I think Shay's, Shay's overall ability, his, his, his passing ability is better than, than Zach's. And, and if I'm yeah. building, if I'm, if I'm building a team, I, I kind of just want yeah. a little bit more skills. So I'll take SGA. Yeah. You want layers right, to your yeah. game and you want players who like at, who, who do more at the end of the day on the court. And I agree. I'll take SGA over Zach Levine, but I think Zach is better right now for sure. Yeah. Darius Garland or Bam Adebayo? Darius Garland or Bam this, this one's interesting. Bio. I'll take Bam's Bam. a defensive player of the year level defender, but that's what, that's Darius what, that's is a really I'm talented going. creator. He's proven. Yeah, Dar- I feel like Darius is more proven. You know what he can be? No, Bam's more proven. Is. What do you mean? Is he really? I feel like Darius yes. Garland maximize. He's he's pretty much maximizing the most of his potential, and he has so much more to go. And Bam out of bio, he's underwhelming. That's what I mean by that. Bam's underwhelming in terms of you want him to be his offensive creator that he's just not. But exactly. in terms of being one of the best defenders alive and leading teams on that side of the ball and helping win games, yeah. he's clearly proven. Yeah. Ah, I will, I in would terms say, of building yeah, my team, that. I think it would be a lot easier to build someone like Bam. A lot mm. easier. because he's, he's so much more versatile, and there's no player in the NBA that you'd be like, ooh, he's not a good fit alongside him, bro. So yeah. I'd take Bam. 
Yeah, you could say that Bam's a top five defensive player, and Garland's probably never gonna be a top five offensive player. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who knows? But it's hard because Garland's fucking incredible. So who knows? Mm-hmm. And last one: R.J. Barrett or Tyrese Halliburton? Tyrese. I'll take and I'm not even thinking about it twice. I'll take Tyrese. That that yeah, hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Clean sweep. Give me Tyrese. That hurts to say. It'll hurt me one bit. I'm sorry, RJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm not even I'm not even batting an eye on that at all, bro. Give me Tyrese easily. The passing the passing gap is absolutely insane. And uh yeah, bro. The I everything gap is absolutely insane. Yeah. <laughs> I said you go for that one, RJ. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I know. You, you know, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Good TikTok soundbite though. Facts. All right, before we get out of here, we got one more thing I want to talk about, and this I want to know how many teams have a realistic chance of winning the finals this year. Let's go for it. Pro- Obviously, yeah. we got the Warriors, Bucks, and Celtics. Who else? The Clippers have a real chance. Clippers and, for sure. And I think I would say the Nets. Yeah, Nets definitely. If things break right and they don't have half their team for most of the year. Yeah. That's kind of it for me. I will me. throw the Sixers in there. Right. That's it? I'll yeah, the, semi, the, Sixers the 76ers definitely got a chance. Okay. Yeah. Y'all got it. I'll definitely throw the Sixers in there. Are we and throwing then, the Heat in uh, there? Yeah, I have You have to. I think you'd be foolish. Do we? Enough to throw. You don't have to. I think you have to, bro. They were the one seed last year, and they they made the Eastern Conference Finals last year, too, bro. And, like, they were, like, a Jimmy – they're a bad Jimmy Butler three-point shot away from making the finals. That was a – Yeah, was a, and we saw them make the finals three years shot. ago. Like, clearly this core can make it that far, and if you can make it that far, you have a chance of winning. Exactly. So you have to respect – it's not a sexy sure. pick. Like, everyone knows, like, you know what I'm saying, what they are. But, like, it's it's the truth. Yeah, what about the I, Nuggets? I, I respect What about that. the oh, healthy yes, Nuggets? Oh, yes, yes, Denver. Oh, Denver, yeah. Bad. I don't know why I forgot about my that. Bad. Absolutely. Yes, Denver for, for sure in there. Is there any world where the Lakers have a chance? Uh, listen, with Russ, no. Without Russ, yes. Gotcha. Well, if they still have Russ right now, so I'm going to give it a no. Yeah. If you're in psychedelics, then yes. If you're not, then no. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about the Suns? Any chance they recoup? Nope. No. Hell no. They were never going to win the chip last year. Tough. Yeah. What about they're, the Timberwolves? Done, Stop that. That's nasty. <laughs> that's nasty. There's no. There's yeah. There's no way. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's right. No other teams. No Nuggets. I mean, no, I mean, no Cavs, yeah. Mavs, Grizzlies. None of those. No. I would throw in my Hawks. I would throw in my Hawks if they go ahead Stop. and they're not going to make the playoffs. I would not. Y'all see, y'all see, jump shot a Kongwu in this thing, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling okay. you, I don't fucking guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't guess. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not winning. Clint Capella doesn't think that they're that they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, his goal for this is Dude, Clint got finals. finesse, bro. He literally got finesse, and this is the propaganda. Every, everybody, <laughs> Whoever, everybody wrote on those pol- on those Polaroids like, "Oh, we're, I want to win a championship. I want to win a championship." Yeah. And Clint Capella's like, "Hey, if we could make the Eastern Conference Finals again, that'd be lit." Like, <laughs> you see that tweet, see a tweet that uh, Dragonfly Jones had about saying his goal is to play fundamental defense and defend the fuck out of the pick and roll. <laughs> Wait, who said that? Dragonfly Jones. I can't. I can look at the tweet right now. But he's but. he's like, Clint Capella's my guy. His goal for the season is to maybe put up a good fight against the Bucks and defend the fuck out of the pick and roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. But those are contract incentives, bro. That's why he said that. Yeah, he yeah. got set up for sure. That was funny. Yeah, I think that's all we got to talk about. We hit all of our segments. We previewed all the teams besides the Spurs. I think we're done with this episode. Yeah. yeah Good stuff, pot. guys. Good stuff, guys. 
Yeah. As always, if you enjoyed it and you're still watching at this point, do us a favor, drop a subscribe, drop a like. Uh, if you're watching on Spotify, rate us five stars. Follow us on follow all the socials. Follow us on Twitter. Yep, follow us on all the socials. Nice, They're going to be linked in the description. And I'll see you next time.